0: A reading from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, and she has received from the Lord's hand a double for all her sins.
1: A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low the uneven ground shall be, become level the rough places a plain for the lord and all people shall see it. like a flower of the field. The grass withers and the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever.
0: Get up to Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up. Do not say to the cities of Judah, Here is is your God. See, the Lord comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the his lambs in his arms, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead the mother sheep.
1: And a reading from Luke's Gospel, Chapter 2. In those days a decree went out from the Emperor Augustus that all the world shall be registered. This was the first registration, and was taken while Cornelius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David.
0: He went to be registered with Mary, whom he was engaged in, who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn.
1: Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
0: Thanks be to
2: God. Hello, I'm Emily Goldthwaite Fries, a United Church of Christ minister on staff as an organizer at Beacon Interfaith Housing Collaborative in the Twin Cities. I bring you greetings from our many congregations like Temple Israel in Uptown, the House of Hope Presbyterian Church in St. Paul, St. James AME in South Minneapolis, Northwest Islamic Community Center in Plymouth, and right here at Edina Morningside Church. All of us working together toward the vision that all people have a home. People of the Christian faith are turning our thoughts at this time of year toward the story of Jesus' birth, told in chapter two of Luke's Gospel, a story that many of us know or think we know well. We will read it together today, but first I wanna share with you another story that has forever changed how I read Luke. It was a cold December afternoon, almost exactly eight years ago when my water broke. Just an hour before, I had been to the doctor for my 36-week checkup and she had told me to start packing a bag, advice Tim and I took with a grain of salt and more than a little hope that it might not be time yet. You see, this baby wasn't due until after Christmas, and neither I nor my church were prepared for her to arrive in the first days of Advent. We sprang into action as much as a nine-month pregnant woman springs into anything and drove to the hospital an hour away from the small town where we lived. Our doula and midwife coached us through the long labor and handed us our beautiful Noel just before midnight of the next day. We were prepared. We were ready for that. What we weren't prepared for that night was to discover a serious health problem and to see our baby whisked away to the neonatal intensive care unit, wherever that was. We weren't prepared for a weeks-long hospital stay or for the beginning of our life as parents to be spent navigating these systems, watching these monitors, and trying to decipher every hint of information our doctors and nurses could offer. It was a time of love and terror. Gratitude and confusion, anxiety and exhaustion, and in all things, awe. My instinct kicked in to keep her safe and fed, seeing before me only this baby and her survival. In this moment of pure human vulnerability, Tim and I found ourselves held by a support system we never knew was there, or rather, if we're being more honest, that we didn't imagine we would need. The Children's Miracle Network, the Ronald McDonald House, the anonymous volunteers who knit tiny hats, the friends who dropped off hand-me-down clothes, the NICU nurse, who decorated our room in the middle of the night one time near Christmas with colorful letters spelling out Noel. The hospitality we were shown was above and beyond the basics. We received food and shelter and privacy, but also honor and comfort. If we had not had all this support in a crisis, I can't imagine I don't even want to imagine hospitality honor comfort do these words start drawing us back to the story that we know of Jesus birth I can't ask you right now over the internet what you are picturing but I think for many of us It's the images of the Holy Family, arranged around the new baby in the company of cows and sheep and kings and shepherds in our family's nativity displays. The carols, evoking a soothing, nostalgic scene, away in a manger, no crib for a bed. And the pageants of our childhoods, or the Las Posadas tradition of Latin America. The scene we know by heart where a kindly innkeeper says, there's no room at the inn, but come around back. Here is a safe place to be in your hour of need. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, and read it again. While they were in Bethlehem, the time came for Mary to deliver her child and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no room at the inn. That's it. Where is the innkeeper? Where are the people who would gather around to help a woman in labor? The only clue of where Mary and Joseph are at all is the manger itself, a feeding trough for animals. So where are they? What do they have to eat? What do they have to keep warm? My friends, I believe Luke is inviting us to open our eyes and see that nobody, God have mercy, nobody let them in. This is not a story like mine, of being surrounded by extravagant support in this crucial moment. It's a story perhaps more like that of our neighbors living in encampments in Minneapolis, searching for a quiet corner out of everyone's way. In our collective observance of Christmas over hundreds of years, we've elaborated We've created folklore, using our powerful imaginations to create other stories and images around the kernel that Luke offers us. We have forgotten how little he actually tells us and how disturbing this story is. Why did we do that? Was it because we wanted so badly to imagine Jesus receiving the same hospitality and honor and comfort that we would want for our own families? Was it because we could not face with honesty what it would have felt like for this family in an emergency when nobody let them in? (sighs) Harsh as this might sound, I'm actually not here to ruin your Christmas pageant or debunk all your favorite carols. I am longing as much as anyone to get swept away in all of that this year, and I will. And I want to offer to people of the Christian faith another way to enter into the sacred story this Christmas. Could it be that if our imaginations And our longings are powerful enough to create this whole world of the nativity that we've come to know. We could also imagine it for our own communities. Can we imagine the day when all people have a home right here? Mary and Joseph were only temporarily without a place to stay. Like my family, eight years ago, they have a home to return to with their baby. But thousands of people in our communities, even in our own congregations right now, are on the edge of losing that home. The family who finds hospitality in the education wing of a beautifully decorated synagogue at Christmas time, when they have already waited months for that housing voucher to come through. And they are weary. The family hanging on to their home for now, during this pandemic, but losing sleep every night because each month the rent isn't paid is a month the debt grows higher. Christmas isn't really December 25th. Christmas. Is every night that a parent spends worrying about where they're going to stay when the rent comes due. But we are not waiting for a mythical innkeeper to open the door. It is up to us, all of us, together to make sure that all families and youth and adults are welcomed inside. And that looks a lot of different ways. It can look like that synagogue or church or mosque setting up rooms for families to stay in their buildings once the pandemic passes. For now, it might look like supporting the shelter with donations of meals or diapers while families are isolating safely in hotels. It might look like supporting the local street outreach organizations in your city. Who are right now working to bring folks in from the cold. It can also look like advocating for an affordable housing development in your neighborhood or contacting your elected leaders to make sure that our common resources support rental assistance and new quality apartment homes. It can look like educating ourselves to better understand these housing systems that were designed to build wealth for white people, while leaving native, immigrant, and African-American neighbors behind. No matter where your congregation is, no matter how big or small or what denomination, there is a place for you in this holy work. Rather than letting the Christmas carols lull us to sleep this year. I want them to wake us up. I want us to start imagining, living into a dream where nobody is left out and turned away. I wanna know how hard we're willing to work to make that dream come true. When we are organized to serve a vision much bigger than our own, we're never alone. Luke's gospel has already shown us and shown this young Mother Mary that nothing will be impossible with God. If we can imagine it, we can create the world we want to live in, where everybody gets to come inside. Amen.